Welcome to the Jolly Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Barrett. This podcast is for those who are interested in the conversation around equity, diversity, and inclusion. Each week, I'll be interviewing a guest who has something special to share or is actively part of building solutions in the space. Let's get started. Welcome to a journey filled with laughter, inspiration, and a touch of pure awesomeness. I've been fortunate to have incredible people in my life, and this podcast has opened doors to connect with even more extraordinary individuals. Today, I am diving into the world of Tarika Lachey. She is a powerhouse of talent and a burst of positive energy. After nearly 18 years as a single mom, Tarika decided it was her time to shine. And while she's always been immersed in the world of kids and schools, she dared to chase a new dream, comedy. Buckle up, because her journey is just beginning, and it's nothing short of incredible. But that's not all. Enter Meemaw Jenkins. This character that Tarika created is taking the world by storm during the challenging times of COVID. You can find Meemaw on Instagram at itsmeemaw510. That's I-T-S-M-E-M-A-W-5-1-0. And let me tell you, she's not your ordinary granny, auntie, or mama. Meemaw is a force of nature, a woman of God, who tells it like it T-I is. Don't mistake her for a cougar because she's a Black Panther, a town biz actress, and a comedian with mic-controlling skills that will leave you in stitches. But that's not all. Meemaw keeps fit by being a professional hype dancer and a supermodel. So join us as Tariqa Lachey shares her remarkable journey and Meemaw Jenkins brings her unique charm to the conversation. We're going to have more on Meemaw later. Get ready for a podcast episode filled with laughter and inspiration and a whole lot of magic. All right. Well, this week, I am excited to once again talk to one of my favorite people. This is, she is Tarika Lachey. And I'm going to ask her to introduce herself because she is a woman of many faces and talents. And for those of you that may be listening to the podcast instead of watching it somewhere, she's always so colorful. And today is no exception. She got on some flock of of something, (laughs) which kind of gives you a sense into her personality. So Tarika Lachey, who are you and, and how did you get to this journey? I am a child of God that was wonderfully and beautifully made. And um, I am a mother. I am a sister. I am an educator. I'm an actress. I am a keynote speaker. Look at that. Add that to my resume. I am a supermodel. (laughs) And I am 
just everything God wants me to be. I feel like I'm living in my purpose right now. All of my talents are coming together as one. And it's a beautiful thing. And also on December the 30th, I will be hosting the Kwanzaa event of the year, <laughs> period. Stay tuned for more details about that soon. You are so funny. And and if she forgot to mention that she's a comedian. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, by the name of Mima Jenkins. Mima Jenkins. I yeah, everything. It's so it's so much that God has blessed me with. I be I forget. Yes. I'm a singer. Not everybody wants to hear me, but I am a singer. Melissa, don't look at that. Because <clears throat> my voice is not woke yet. But I <laughs> I'm a cruise ship singer. You are hilarious. <laughs> So now you talked about the fact that you're a mother. I know you're a single mom and spent the majority of your time very focused on your daughter. And now you are kind of walking into your purpose. So tell me a little bit about kind of that. How did you get here in terms of like being a single mom and an educator? Like what was the journey? So we'll just, we're going to rewind the tape all the way back into my childhood years, I have always been a very excited and animated child. And so in school, that's what pretty much kept me out of trouble, being in theater class. Shout out to all of my theater teachers, especially Susanna Woods of Oakland, especially Linda Fielder, England, by the way, of San Francisco. They really was very influential in my theater acting. They introduced me to a world of theater. And so I just fell in love with it. So much so that I was cutting up in school and I remember having a lead role and I got kicked out. I'm like, you can't kick me out. I'm the star. Oh, Linda kicked me out and called my mama. (laughs) And... That just made me feel like you better get your life together because you can be replaced. And that woke me up. But she took me to England and that opened up a door for me. And I went to go see, I remember seeing Romeo and Juliet. Don't tell nobody I fell asleep in England watching Romeo and Juliet. But it was great when I woke up. The part that I did see was amazing. I seen the Buddy Holly story. And then I seen, it was called The Woman in Black. Wow, that was a horror, I guess, play. And, you know, I just was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to captivate audiences. I just want to do that. And so I took that into heart and I started acting and doing everything. And I did it real strong for a while all over the Bay Area. And then... I fell in love with the chocolate man of my dreams. And I got married at the tender age of 19 years old. And we lasted for about 10 good years. There's no regrets there. And we have a beautiful daughter. And I remember just giving up my dream of being an actress because at that point, I wanted to be the best wife that I could be. So I took that role as a wife serious worked full-time, took care of home, and kind of just had those shoulda, coulda, wouldas in my head. And I would always see a lot of friends that I went to high school with, 
Um, a lot of people that I work with, like, Tarika, we're ready to see you on the big screen. We're ready to see you back on stage. What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And so I went through a time where our marriage ended. I became a single mother. Everything that I've always had that I did not want to happen to me. And I went, it was a dark time. Marriage ended, laid off from work, becoming a single mom, something that I always was afraid of. I never wanted to be a single mom. And so at that point, I felt like everything was over for me. But I had a strong church family because, y'all, let me tell y'all, I was toe up from the flow up. (laughs) Didn't know if I was going to go up, back up. (laughs) But it's a joke, but not a joke. But I'm serious, y'all. It was a rough time in my life. And I remember one of my neighbors, may she rest in peace, Rhoda Taylor. She had a son that was in New York and he was doing plays in New York. And unfortunately, he had to come back. Well, not unfortunately. He came back to take care of his mom. And at that time, I remember him, he was doing American Idol. He made it pretty far in that. And so his mom introduced me to him and he told me that he was writing a play. And I was like, oh, okay, you're writing a play. And I used to act, I no longer do that. But if you want me to help you behind the scenes, I can do that. And he was like, okay. He was like, I'll let you know when I'll do auditions and you can come help me. And so I was supposed to be helping him behind the scenes doing auditions and he needed someone to do a stand-in for a role that at that time had not been cast and it was supposed to be a guy and so I was like okay I'll read it and so I read it and then he was like okay do it again and then I did it again and he was like I think you need this role and I was like no I'm not he was like yes you do and let's just say from there was it's been history he woke up my dream I didn't mention my daughter's name is dream that's how big I dream she is the dream. She's currently starring in a role at Sac State right now. And her first time on stage was at the Oakland Museum when I did a play with Susanna Woods. Uh, it was Opera Picula that I was a part of. And I remember them saying, oh, you want to bring your daughter on stage? Because they used to take the audience and bring them on stage with us. I said, oh, no, my daughter's shy. She's not going to go on stage. She's not going to do that. She doesn't really talk much. And I remember being in the back, <laughs> getting dressed, and I hear the audience laughing. And I go, what they laughing at? And then I hear my daughter's voice, and she's on stage acting. And I said, oh my goodness, you never, never say what your child won't do or can't do. And so when I was in Damage, she used to open up the shows there too. And so I just felt at that point, that was God letting me know that here it goes. I opened it up for you. From there, I started hosting events. I was able to meet you and the wonderful Peter Barrett that that really always cheered me on, always had my back, showed up, and I can always go to him for anything. So may he rest in peace and he's gone, but never forgotten because he's, I, I speak his name. His name will live forever. As long as I'm here, 
Oh, you're going to hear about PETA. Yes. And so. That's awesome. Well, shout out, shout out to Bronche, Miss Rhoda and Dream, because they were, they are and were some wonderfully, wonderfully awesome people. And it's so wonderful to see Dream kind of step into her womanhood and become the person she is based on all. I mean, in some ways, I feel like she mothered you in some ways because she <laughs> she did. Because I always look at her, I'll be like, who raised you? Who's your mother? And she goes, you are. I'm like, but who raised you? She said, you, you, I did. Look, my baby was, uh, my baby was filling out her doctor's paperwork at five years old. I'm feeling that. Always been independent. And she did. I do feel like she made me a better person. I always say that. I, I tell her that often that she made me a better person. I became more patient with people and I did everything to revolve around my daughter. Anywhere, anywhere I went, anything that I did, I made sure that I can bring my daughter with me because I always wanted her to have that love. Even from me working, when I said I was laid off, I took a job. I was a fraud investigator when I had her. And so at the time when me and her dad was no longer together, I kind of took a job that was like not any money. I actually had to go on welfare, which was, oh my goodness, that was devastating to me. I always tell the story of how I just broke down crying, filling out that paperwork. And I was like, I would rather work. I don't want to be here because you have all the stereotypes, especially of a woman from Oakland. I wanted to be, but I didn't know what God had in store for me. But I'm thankful for that welfare. I'm thank you for that low paying job because I was there for my daughter for everything that she had, her plays, every instrument she played, every team that she played on just for the pictures. I really believe she just <laughs> played sport just for the pictures. <laughs> But she definitely is one of, I'll say my role, one of my role models is my daughter. Yes, because she lives her life fearful. She, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right. So skipping, skipping kind of ahead because, and you have such a, an amazing story that, you know, I know people will hear, but. I want to understand, like, now you are doing comedy. You just, like, decided you were going to step into it. I mean, she's hilarious, everyone. I mean, she is. But, I mean, all of a sudden, you became Meemaw Jenkins. I, okay. Like, how did that happen? So, during the pandemic, as you know, I like to talk a lot. I love people. I love to be outdoors. And so, during the pandemic, I was having a really rough time. I know a lot of people was having a rough time, but not being not being able to be near family, friend in the house. And so I remember one day I was sitting there and what it is funny, what kicked off Mima was I was getting sick and tired of hearing people say, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Don't forget to wash your hands. And I'm like, why do you keep saying washing? Everybody's supposed to be washing their hands. 
I don't need you to tell me I'm tired of these commercials. So I was sitting and I seen a wig from a play that I did in Damaged. And I said, you know what? Everybody's online because everybody had been doing TikToks, Instagram, online. I was like, here's my opportunity. You know what, God? I said that I want to do something. You give me an opportunity to do it now. The world shut down. I probably have like five people watching me, but that's okay. I'm going to entertain these five people. And so I grabbed the wig and my first video was about washing your hands and how I was <laughs> frustrated with it. Because growing up, my grandma always said, wash your hands. She washed everything that came from the store, the two liter sodas, the cans, because she said, you never know what people are doing before it get to you. So she would always say that. So we knew that. And so I did that video just thinking five people going to watch it. But then I started getting inboxes about that was funny. We liked the video. Okay, you go when you gonna make another video? And I'm like, really? People watching me? Okay. Showtime. <laughs> it's showtime. So I started making videos and then posting them online. And then one of my friends, Stephanie Nelson, shout out to her, Steps Dance Studio. She knows that I love to dance because that's another thing I was dancing and then making funny videos. And so I was dancing and she was like, you want to come uh, to my um, block party and dance as Mima?" And I said, Mima? Oh, actually, Mima didn't have a name yet. You want to come and dance as your character? And I said, are you serious? She's like, yeah, you need to come outside. People need to see this because you're entertaining. I love what you're doing and the world needs to see you. And then I said, okay, I'll do it. Ain't got nothing else to do but sit in the house on Zoom. <laughs> oh, I um. So when she was doing the flyer, she was like, "Okay, what's your name?" I said, "I don't know. I don't have a name." She was like, "You gotta have a name to put on the flyer." And I was like, "Mima." <laughs> She's okay. And so she put Mima on the flyer, and so I had to take the picture and send it to her. And when I went to her block party, it was so funny because. The women were like, how do you know that old woman? She's so funny. And is that your grandmother? Is she go, does she go to church? And she like, do I tell them? And I like, well, this is really me because in my mind, I am me, Ma, in my mind. That character is really like, if Melissa can let you know, that's really like me. I just have on a gray wig. Something about people listen when you have a gray wig on. And so then I, I got in contact with a guy named Jerry Law. And you were with me, as a matter of fact, on my birthday, I wanted to go to a comedy show because I've always loved comedy, but I never thought that I could do comedy myself. I used to watch Comic View, Dev Comedy Jam when I wasn't supposed to, but I've always loved comedy. I've always been silly and cracking jokes and doing skits at school, but as far as standing in front of somebody, when they're looking at me and I'm looking at them, I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. And so we we he did a comedy show and a group of my girlfriends and sisters in Christ, really not girlfriend. They're my sisters. I believe it was Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Yeah. Wayans, because I love the Wayans brothers. If anybody is listening here and Wayans brother, I'm their sister that they didn't know about. <laughs> I need to be a part of them because that family is hilarious. And I've always admired that family. 
my goodness. So I had to go see it. So we went to go see it. I remember leaving and my friend Leslie Littlejohn, energetic hands, she was like, go go over there and take a picture on the stage. I'm like, girl, she like, go over there and take a picture on stage because one day you're going to be on that stage telling jokes. And I'm like, girl, for whatever. She's like, go. If y'all know Leslie, get your butt up on there. Okay. We all need a friend like that. Oh, yeah. Leslie going network. I call her network, a.k.a. B-Love. So I went up there and took the picture, like Leslie said. And so I have been following Jerry Law Too Raw online. Um, And so after the show, he began following me. And so he has seen my skits. And he was like, are you ready? I said, ready for what? He said, are you ready to do some comedy? And I, once again, I've always, because of the fear that I had, that's why message, I'm getting ready to give y'all a message. Get out of your head. Don't say what you can't do, because if you can imagine it, if you think about it constantly, you can do it. It's, it's just, we, we are always in our head. And I'm working on that still to this day. I get in my head and then the doubt kick in. And now I just have to step out on faith. And so I had a fear. I was like, no. And so one of my friends, Kenya Gaston, which is also a comedian, she had been doing comedy. And so she had been doing open mic nights. And so I was trying to book her for the show. And I said, well, I can book my friend Kenya because I'm not doing it. And so Kenya ended up being not able to do it. And so we went, I went to the show anyway, just to go support his his shows. And so I went to the comedy show and he had some comedians there. And then I was like, maybe I can do it. And just to rewind it back, there had been three other guys that had reached out to me on social media and asked me, have I ever thought about doing stand-up? because I was funny and I was like, no. But then at that point, after Jerry said it, and then three more, I said, God is definitely telling me something and I need to listen because these are three different people saying the same thing. And I'm saying no, but they're saying yes. So obviously someone sees something in me. So at the end of Jerry's show, he was like, are you ready? Because if you're ready, I'm going to schedule you next month for your first stand-up. He said, you can do five to seven minutes. That should be enough time. And he said, I want to pay you as your first paid comedian. I want to be the first person to pay you as a comedian. And I was like, okay, let me tell y'all. I was like, oh my goodness. Why did I say yes? I was scared <laughs> I was in my head that whole time, that whole time. So I did it. It was at the 40 and up club and I did my seven minutes. And when I got on stage, I, when I got on stage, I was terrified. But when I tell you, I got out there, music is something that helps me. Music helps me cope. I love music. I speak music. If you ever talk to me, I may speak to you in music. And so the music hit, boom. I went on stage. Everybody's like, hey. I was like, oh my goodness. And it was a room full of people. And on top of that, I was supported by family and friends. My first show, I had about 30 of my family and friends present. 
So that just was another high that I was on at that time. Let's pause for a moment. We'll be right back. And you were on stage as Meemaw. As Meemaw. And I went on stage and they loved me. And I was like, wow. And I remember going back home thinking I did it. I did it. I was on stage. And so Jerry called me the next day and he was like, how you feel about it? I was like, oh, yeah, it was good. I said I was scared. He was like, well, I just want to let you know the people loved you. He's like, so many people came up to me and told me how much they love you. He said, so I would like to know if I can be your mentor and I can have you come out here once a month to develop yourself as a stand-up comedian. And I'm like, really? He said, and so let's just say it's almost two and a half years that I have been a stand-up comedian with a character that was created during the pandemic, Meemaw. And Meemaw is booked, blessed, and busy. She's taking over my life. I got great wigs all over my life right now. I was looking for a picture of me and Meemaw is taking over. And Meemaw is fearless and I love it. I'm having such a good time with her and I don't think that she's going to stop. There were people that would say, when are you going to start with the character? You have haters. And I'm like, I'm just doing me. And then you have the people that call you and say, we love Mima. We support Mima. And I mean, even from young kids, they love Mima. Old, everybody, everybody loves Mima. Mima is hilarious. First of all, because Mima is the only older woman i don't know exactly how old she is but she will drop it like it's hot drop it. <laughs> call her auntie with the good manganese <laughs> i'm like i i can't even get down like that so i'm like whoo she is limber i didn't know i can do it <laughs> Mima has taken over my- <laughs> I get it, man when i once i get into Mima, it's a whole other I know. So who so who is Mima? Mima is everybody's favorite auntie, grandma from the Bay Area. So it's a mixture of my great grandmother, Dora Holmes, a my aunt the style comes from my auntie Muriel because she loves to dress and the style and the shine. So that's where the dressing come from. Oh, and, and my daddy do dress too, but of course he can't do it like this but it's a mixture of like the women in my life and a lot of the stuff is my real life experience but for some reason they take it as the older woman it's really like when I'm talking about dating it's really Tarika Lachey dating but I just say it's me mom it's real life experience it's everything that I'm talking about everything that I write about because I write my own jokes yes I do hey and it's coming from real life experiences but it's just something about hearing it from a gray-headed woman that people love. Well, older women, I mean, they say what's on their mind. No filter. <laughs> and that's me, Ma. That's what I love. She's like, 
she is talking about you and somebody. Your kids, these kids, are you little gentle parents? No, not happening. <laughs> what needs to happen? Don't be scared of CPS. No. <laughs> don't hurt them. Now, don't beat them. Don't hurt them. But you can't discipline them. I'm fine. My mama killed me two times, and I'm okay. <laughs> well, and I know you you as an educator. So in your day day world, in your day job, you are an educator, but you have always loved kids. I get to see you interact with kids all the time. I love kids. And it's more because, first of all, kids are our future. And people don't realize that. You have to uplift the future, not beat them down. My favorite quote, and I can't think of his name right now, is kids that children that need the most love will show you in the most unloving way. And that's how I deal with kids. Kids are just so amazing to me. And we, especially the, the younger ones, and they're honest, they will tell you the truth. If you ever want to know the truth, go to a child. They'll tell you. Because they'll tell me when Miss Tarika, I don't like that wig, Miss Tarika. <laughs> like that was that. Russell Barkley who said that. Yeah, Russell Barkley. Yes. Okay, I did say that. I was like, I can't think of it right now. Russell Barkley. <laughs> and I just really believe in being with the youth and helping them, let them know that they're loved. People used to always laugh at me because kids used to always, always love to come to my house. And so as adults, y'all like, oh, don't do this. Don't do that. Kids can paint. They can paint. They was dressing up in my clothes, doing their own fashion shows, making all type of stuff. And people like, you let them do that? Yes, because I don't know who they are. They're the next astronaut, the next cosmetologist. And I want them to know that they have the avenue, the outlet to do that. Like I said, working right now, I do work with after school. And the kids love it. I let them be who they are. We just had a fall summer camp and I did like an open mic, lunchtime open mic with the kids. It was amazing. And the TKs, they they represented, they were performing too. And I just always wanted to be who I needed growing up. You always needed a person who, an adult, because I do keep it, I, I'll laugh and play with you, but I'm also going to let you the good and I'm going to let you know about God and how good he is. And they will come to church. I do Bible class teaching with the kids. I'm always around kids. Can't get away from kids. That's why I probably only have one. Everybody be like, how are your kids doing? Every That's what people say, how are your kids doing? Because I'm always with somebody kid. Yeah. Well, another thing that I love, I mean, you are probably, there's not a lot of these left around anymore, but you, you specifically do clean comedy. Yes, definitely. Just in case one of the kids get a hold to it and they did get a hold to it. They'd be like, Miss Tarika, is this your grandma or is this you? <laughs> We're not, you're not supposed to be on social media with the kids. So that's another reason why I created a different character so they wouldn't try to, but kids will find you. They will look up, they will find you. They'll find your mama, your daddy, granny, everybody in your family. They are very, very great with technology. But I wanted to make sure, and also, like I said, I am a woman of God. So I, I want the avenue because there's a lot of Christians 
who want to get out and do stuff. And they don't want all that extra vocabulary and things that people talk about. And I wanted to be able to bring them there so they can laugh and have a good time too. And like I said, I've had kids come to my shows or I perform where kids are. And that's a beautiful thing because I want everybody. I don't just want adults. I want kids to be able to see me mom from the youngest to the oldest. And maybe one day I'll be able to do a one woman show because that's my dream. It, I've been called a young Whoopi Goldberg. Shout out to Whoopi. Even though I look like Gladys mixed with little Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of hair i have on <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you are crazy my dream is to do a one woman show because i love characters that comes from martin which is one of my favorite comedians i love eddie murphy and martin those are my favorite um comedians and so i love always love the characters because i have a Mima has I, I have Mima and friends because there's a couple of other characters that I'm working on, that I've tested out some. And so that's what I want to do. But I love comedy. And like you said, I am a comedian. That's that's so funny saying that. But yes, maybe a clean comedian. You bring the whole family. Well, and I have no doubt that you will have your own one-woman show <laughs> because... You you already have a one woman show. It's just a matter of structuring it how you want it to be structured. Because I'm all over it, Melissa. And I'm all over the place. Like, calm down. <laughs> do that now. Okay, we get it. Melissa. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And there's so many things that I want to do. But that's what I need. That's why I have the friends and the sisters with the structure because I'm not. That's not how God created me. <laughs> You're a performer. Yes, I perform. I have a lot of ideas and I have a lot of wonderful people in my life that help me sit down, sit down and get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been doing a lot of different types of events. Like what, where, where do you go? How do people get in contact? What, what does that look like? Uh, as of right now, it's a lot of word of mouth or people that have seen me perform will reach out to me on social media because I've done royal baby showers. I've done memorials for families. I've done a, I've, I've done a lot. I've done fashion shows. The last fashion show that I've done, I was Meemaw and Tariqa Lachey. What? How does that work? That was, that was great. And it's so funny because it's the joy that I get of being Meemaw, <laughs> actress in me, likes to see how many people because they're, they're they're trying to figure out is she oh is she not they're trying to figure it out and then some people catch up and be like we know you're not but it's some people like it's some people to this day that know that i am tarika and will be like but i forget when you're on stage doing your comedy that you're not the old woman <laughs> and he's like every time i see you i forget and that's a beautiful thing to me and for a while I, I i downplayed myself because i was like but when people come up and like scream my name meemaw or want to take pictures i'm like is this really happening like oh my goodness but you can find me on social media i'm not very consistent on there and that's what i'm trying to do right now because consistency is the key 
to get followers and to do it. And I'm trying to find out how to get that because there's a lot of people. I'm like, how you did that many TikToks? But I'm finding out a lot of people help me, even like for me shooting my videos. <laughs> They're like, the quality, let me help you. Let me give you an app to do. But mostly you can find me. I am, it's, it's Mima 510 on Instagram and TikTok. I'm mostly on Instagram. I go and post on Facebook, but Facebook for the old people. And I'm trying to get out of the old people. I want y'all, I want y'all there too. It's just on there. But really, most of my content is on my Instagram and TikTok. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So what's next, Meemaw? Well, I am excited because this Sunday, I will be headlining at Tommy T's. It's a birthday celebration for Meemaw and two of my closest friends will be opening. And that's something that I was like, you want, he, when he asked me, he said, you want to do a birthday celebration? I was like, yes. I was like, but I would like for my friends to be with me. And he said, you got it. And so I appreciate that. So I'm really excited because they keep me laughing and they are hilarious. And somebody gave me the opportunity. And so I want to give them the opportunity to perform at Tommy T's like me. So I'm really excited about that. And I have some more events that is coming up that I will be posted on my page. So if you are listening, you can follow me. Please follow me because it's important these days for people to follow. Like, share, and follow. Subscribe. Subscribe. Follow me on social media. Not at home. (laughs) Don't follow me. Don't do it. (laughs) Yes, but I'm excited. And just so many doors are opening. I don't want to speak too soon, but I understand. There's some stuff cooking in the kitchen. And like I said, stay tuned for the details for Kwanzaa. Yes. Kwanzaa is coming up. And I will tell you, Tarika Lachey. I think last year, Mima made an appearance, if I recall. She did. Uh, <laughs> it is a fun time for all, for people to learn. And God bless him, Peter Barrett. He was an awesome man who, you know, we have been doing Kwanzaa now for, I think it's like 20, 23 years or something like that. And, you know, thankfully you and Peter connected before he passed away and he passed the baton. So Tarika has just blossomed out of her shell. And I love when dreams giving you advice about, (laughs) about how to host the show and like, don't be serious. I mean, be yourself. So don't try to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So my, my, my daughter, mother, (laughs) (laughs) It will be fun for all people to learn about what Kwanzaa is, but also to have fun. And these days, I just feel like we need more laughter in the world. Definitely do. So I just love that you are stepping out on faith, getting out there. Your daughter is now grown and you can step into your purpose as she's off to college. 
And so I just love anything I can do to support you. Always. And I love the fact that you are bringing others with you and showing them, you know, how to step into their purpose and live the dream. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you for always supporting me. I don't want to say it because I get emotional thinking about like, Melissa, (laughs) okay. I'm not going to say, all I'm going to say is this. So I don't want to get emotional because I always do talking about Melissa. She has been a tremendous support system. When you get help from people who don't say nothing, that's the best. She's taught me also how to be a better person, how to, how to help, how to give, how to be out in the community. She's a powerful sister. And I want to be like her. Whenever, I don't know. She utilizes her whole day. I don't even, I don't know when she sleep. I try to stay at her house before to see, but I always end up falling asleep to see if she, if she do, if she actually go to sleep. But she's uplifting. She's out there in the community. And I just admire you. And I thank you for supporting me. You always come through, man. I remember doing my first show. I did with someone. We wrote the show together and my wardrobe was Peter and Melissa Berry. They came like a whole wardrobe. I did it um, a young African student going to UOP. And when I tell you, they came out with everybody looking like, did she got her wardrobe? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> they came out the whole, and I remember picking the outfit. It was like, this is the one that Peter picked for you. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this is it. You pictures. If I needed a picture, come to my show, taking pictures, just everything. Remember hosting the open mic night. You guys were the first open mic night that I hosted. Then I went to Delta College and I was able to host a lot of their social events. So a lot of key things, you have been influential in helping me to be a better person. I want to be well educated and wear the suits and, you know. <laughs> That's not your purpose, girl. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the love. When I did my first keynote speaking uh, engagement, I called Melissa. Like, Melissa, I know I said it, but it's really happening. Help me. And Melissa just so calm. Calm down. It's going to be okay. You already have it. This is so I truly appreciate you. I appreciate you for allowing me to be on this podcast with you. I love you. That's all I love you without getting into detail and start crying. (laughs) Love you back, girl. I love it. You are awesome. 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 Like I said, one of my favorite people in the world. She is spreading love and spreading laughter. And I am just so ecstatic that I can be in the same world with you. And I feel the same way about you. And I know y'all listening to the interview, like she just go, yeah, that's that's me. Like, just like this coat. I'm all, I'm just, I just keep talking. It's me. See, people, people are going to have to go to TikTok to see this coat you have on. <laughs> go to TikTok or, or. One of my favorite. Somewhere. Here in Stockton, Trendy Boutique. She, she's like, Mima, I got something for you my coat i'm wearing me my coat today but this is my favorite i will wear this this is like you know how tiffany haddish wore that dress over and over oh yeah you're gonna see this coat <laughs> oh long. <laughs> christmas events, everything that you're having you might see this 
it's one of a kind, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Miss Tarika Lachey, thank you for joining me on the Jolly Podcast. I know she's going to be back. Maybe next time we'll even get Mima to make an appearance. Thank you for everything. And guys, remember, follow me. I need some followers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining me on the Jolly Podcast. Please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>